Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Metcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. In this conversation, I speak with Zoisa North Bond. Zoisa is the CEO of Octopus Energy's business and generation uh, business units. And uh, Octopus Energy is the 23rd fastest growing company in Europe, according to the Financial Times. They've really innovated on both the retail level and on the technology level. And in this conversation, we get into some fascinating topics around including the difference between growth and scaling and how Octopus Energy has created a culture of ownership where everyone takes responsibility. So enjoy this conversation. It's really insightful with Zoisa North Bond. Hi there, Zoisa. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> Great. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to jump in. Uh, I know that you are the chief executive of Octopus Energy Business and Octopus Energy Generation. And for those people who don't know, I know that Octopus Energy is the, I think, 23rd fastest growing company in Europe, according to the Financial Times. And so I'm really looking forward to diving into you know, your leadership journey and what you've experienced as the company has scaled so well in the last year. So thank you for joining me today. No problem at all. I'm really excited to be here and talk about that. Well, so let, why don't we start with like the, uh, the, the elevator pitch, the, the, the quick summary, right? So who are you? You know, what's your journey been um, to, to get your, you know, to come into this uh, role of leading these, these divisions within Octopus? Uh, yeah, yeah, what was that journey like? And then just what's been, what's been going on in the business over the last couple of years? What, what's the growth that you've seen? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think it's probably better that I start in today and work backwards. I always find it uh, easier that way. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, being a kind of double CEO in a business like this, um, I think is a great example of um, something that um, has been created as a result of disruption and agile leadership as well uh, to be in that position. Um, but Ultimus Energy, um, of course, for people that don't know, um, it started um, five years ago exactly. Um, and in that time, we've grown um, very rapidly. Uh, we have here in the UK, 2 million um, customers um, and households. Uh, we are an energy retailer, but we're quite special in that we're the only energy retailer with actually a tech platform as well. Um, so there are two distinct parts of the business, uh, one in retail and one in actually technology and licensing. So we license our energy technology to other companies. Um, mm. So we're as I said, based here in London in the UK, but um, our licensing um, takes us across the world. Um, and we've also entered markets with our retail model as well. So we're in five countries um, here in the UK, Germany, uh, the US, Japan, um, and Australia. Um, mm. And uh, we obviously hope to keep um, growing um, in that way. Um, our growth um, over the last five years, we were we valued um, last year at um, 2.1 billion, uh, which made us a kind of double unicorn, mm. actually, um, given our kind of age and uh, our valuation together. Um, so so sorry, very... is, it, 
is, is it a double unicorn, a unicorn with two horns? What's with that? two horns, yeah. exactly. Well, we like to sort of, we did even have uh, things like an octocorn, so it had two <laughs> horns and all sorts of things, because you'll see behind me, uh, we have a very distinctive character called Constantine, and uh, we uh, we created that as a result, which was very exciting. But yes, uh, a double yeah. unicorn. Um, so amazing to have been part of a business like that. Um, I actually arrived at Octopus Energy um, three years ago, so um, they were sort of, two one and a half two years into the journey actually by the time I landed here and um, I uh, was just fascinated by what was going on to be perfectly honest I could see that um, there was uh, this take on technology and historically um, in looking at the energy market um, one of the things I've been really frustrated with um, and um, I've been trying to do actually in another business was enter the retail market and um, I was always very annoyed by this third party cost where you had to license in technology and it made the price um, that you could supply energy to your customer so high it was ridiculous um, mm. and I used to think but well, this is ridiculous because I'm almost being held hostage to a technology company um, and you know every single time there's an upgrade um, it's something that you then have to take into your model and um, mm. fundamentally hits the bottom line of the customer so when I um, was reading a bit about Octopus Energy and I, I really understood that they were actually here in the market um, not just to do great things for customers so you know serve customers with five stars on trust pilot and you know we're very very rewarded but to actually look at technology to be able to drive the cost down and supplying to the end customer um, and something about that really mm. fascinated me so I actually got in touch with uh, Greg uh, our, our main CEO Greg Jackson and uh, wanted to come and had a bit of a chat and I had to wander around and the environment here was extraordinary it was um, there was a tech team it was very marketing led um, loads of great product people um, back in my um, early days I was actually um my first few roles were in marketing and PR and it really reminded me of the vibe of a kind of creative agency which you just right. you don't find that in the energy Not sector in energy, no, really right, absolutely. so um, it was a bit like coming home and um when I uh, sat down with him kind of towards the end we, we went and had a had lunch and I said god I'd love to work here and he said you know I'd really like you to work here um looking at my experience and my kind of um, journey into the energy sector it was very varied because I um, had always had a very big focus on customers and people and I think that's coming from a Kind of marketing background into mm. the energy sector and um actually i was uh, i'd found myself running a um an energy utility so i was a ceo of a, a dutch energy company um here in the uk and um we were building wind and solar farms and supplying the energy to big customers to make them 100% sustainable so corporations like Mars and Unilever uh, were were some of my customers there um, and um, I really loved that model but um, could really see that technology and the way that you supplied your customer and you almost got the electron from the generating asset to um, you know the customer and what they read on their bill was really tricky um, without that that kind of core competency mm. um, so when I when I came and spoke to Greg um, we talked a bit about that and and, uh, what I could do here and um, I think at the time it was a, it was a small business it was a startup and um, I knew in coming in I'd um, need to get my hands dirty across all kind of bits and pieces but broadly speaking I came in to set up Octopus Energy for Business um, and um, that was established back in 2018 and it was using um, technology to drive down the cost of supplying green electricity to small businesses 
Um, and um, from there, we've looked at lots of different sectors as well. So small businesses across the UK, um, but then um, looking specifically at things like um, the green transport sector and um, being able to drive down energy costs in the model to be able to fuel this generation of kind of fleets of EVs that we're going to see, um, which has been really exciting. Um, so, so what I'm hearing, so just interrupting there for a second, but no, what, I, what, I, what I find really interesting is, you know, is, is this the very marketing brand driven company right but um it's more than that because you're actually working at the tech level to change the cost structure right because there's actually plenty of players who will try to put a a new coat of paint on an existing thing uh, and try to make it look good but fundamentally it's the same and and there isn't much room for maneuver you just undercut the incumbents by a few percent you know and and give it a perhaps a bit of better customer service perhaps Uh, whereas as you said, if you kind of get into the, the weeds of how you put the offer together, then you can create some margin for new things, which sounds like yeah, what, you've, different, what you've done. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, it's it's an interesting, you know, it's been a very interesting time because while we've um, you know, driven the cost down for, for our own customers, um, we, because our mission is very much about um, tackling emissions and helping the planet accelerate to net zero, we I think very early on realized that just keeping our technology platform um, that was being very successful for our own business um, mm. could only take us so far. Um, actually mm. being able to um, globalize and um, accelerate where we needed to get to, we needed to share that with other companies actually and mm. some of the efficiencies that we could create in our model. Um, so that's the reason why we work with you know many other um, energy companies across the globe, so people like Eon, Npower, mm. um, Origin in Australia, um, really to be able to kind of drive the cost down on energy so it's those um those two things brand is very important for our um our retail business um and then actually it's our technology that's obviously core to our licensing business yeah no fascinating and uh yeah well i mean it's obviously it's um it's been a a model that's worked elsewhere i mean we can think of amazon (laughs) and others right who have the technology platform and then the retail part and 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 it's i mean it's called changing the game right it turns competitors and partners it moves you around on the value uh, on, on the value chain and uh yeah really fascinating so i can see why you know the company's uh finding that growth right engine because it sounds pretty unique indeed indeed yeah and loving the um would totally take the comparison to amazon um, i think that's a, a great company to be compared to in this uh, in this setting actually so, so tell me about like what's um yeah, tell me about how you know how the company scaled, and you know what what, what you're what you've ex- you've experienced as it's done that over the last uh, three years. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I, I know obviously we've, we've sort of been uh, talking about growth and scale here, um, and I think it's actually sometimes quite important to distinguish between the two. And I think okay. we see um, you know growth very much as um, innovation into new areas, um, and then we see scale as um, almost things whereby. Um, we know the model very well and we're managing to deliver the model, but perhaps at much less cost than we might have done at the beginning. So it's a bit like um, the way I always have it in my my mind is... um, if you had acquired an account, um, a new account, and you needed, you know, you need a team of 10 people to service that account, because that's what you've done before, mm-hmm. you're growing. Uh, whereas, actually, if you acquire an account, and suddenly you need a team of two, because mm. you've learned about all the efficiencies, and actually, in our case, um, the types of things mm. that technology can do, um, to, um, you know, to make that more efficient, so you need two people, that is more scaling. Um, so in our business, I would mm. say that we do lots of things on the, the growth side, which is about innovation, and hopefully, we'll get to talk 
a bit about that in a minute. Then on the scale side, um, I think it's more about our, our kind of plans and what we're doing internationally um, and what we've managed to achieve kind of as a technology business. Um, mm. But it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting because I think sometimes when you talk about the two, um, it's difficult to define uh, between, you know, what those things mean. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, really fascinating. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I was... Um... Yeah, and no, really interesting. I, I, the way you, when you said growth versus scaling, my mind went somewhere, and actually your definition's uh, uh, almost the opposite of what I thought, but probably a better one. So I'm going to go with yours. I like that. Okay, yeah, so no, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I guess I was kind of imagining that, well, perhaps it's, no, perhaps it's not quite so different. I was imagining scaling being that kind of, um, um, change, yeah, well, no, I guess it's the same thing, changing the way, me changing the way that you're operating to release yes, a new level yeah, of growth, yeah, which is, I guess, yeah. is what you're saying. But then but then you're saying growth has really been, yeah, moving into new areas, into new, new markets, new, new areas, Indeed, and learning, yeah. learning more things. And um, I think that's what kind of keeps it fresh and exciting, actually, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it. So, yeah. so, so which of these, which of these has been the kind of your focus? Yeah, uh, so, um, I think uh, probably the, the reason why I'm talking to you today is probably because I am somebody that sat over both. So um, from a scale point of view, um, looking at um, the way that we use Kraken uh, within our, our business um, to serve customers um, and how we've you know, managed to kind of go from uh, a small energy provider of kind of 10,000 customers to now one that um, operates kind of across the world, but mm. also um, with, with many other customers um, from some of our um, clients. Um, so I think we've got 17 million um, contracted customers that will be joining mm. that. Um, so that side of things. But then also, I think I've been um, very instrumental to some of the growth storylines. Um, so in particular, um, for instance, um, the generation piece. So this this piece now is not just about the way that we supply customers with energy, but it's looking right down the chain to how we make energy as well. So it's a new energy. It's a new area where um, we can um, you know use technology to link all of that, and hopefully um, using the principles from our core model um, that we're scaling, uh, being able to kind of um, scale that too, um, as as well as growing it. Well, yeah, that's really interesting because generation is such a different business from energy you know retail or distribution right i mean that's uh it's quite it really an, um, it's quite an um, arcane business from what i what i remember when i was at cisco i had i was working on some of the some of their smart grid projects and doing a lot of the economics and uh yeah it was a it's a complex world generation so yeah, um, it's it's a different world. And I think where we see it is actually using technology to make it smarter and more straightforward for the customer. Um, it shouldn't actually be um, such a difficult uh, model to actually understand. And um, what we um, see of that of, of, of this sector as well is that I think um, for many generations now, um, people have seen generation as an investment, so a financial asset where you're kind of um, trying to create a yield from it mm. rather than, um, an essential part of the kind of energy mix um, that um, if looked at in the right way, using the right systems, um, you can um, you know, attach the customers and drive down the cost of electrons. So we have lots of um, lovely models here. One of them, uh, for instance, is called the Fan Club, where um, we have a, a wind turbine sat at the corner of a, a village 
And when the wind is blowing, um, the postcode area that's near to the turbine will get 50% off their energy bill because actually we're saying, well, if the electron is traveling a shorter distance um, to get to that customer's home and it's not having to join a national grid network, which mm. becomes quite complicated, and we can use technology to be able to track those electrons from our um, from our fan or our, our wind turbine, mm-hmm. as, but we call them fans, um, to the home, then you know why should customers be paying um, more for green electrons um in that model so um it's uh, it's a very interesting um space but using some of the principles that um everybody knows optimus energy for um mm. i think we can make a huge difference and make it way less complex actually these conversations are all about scaling yourself to scale your business and one of the biggest barriers that stops us from doing that is getting stuck in operations and not spending time on the most valuable strategic work So I do recommend that you take our free executive productivity assessment. It's just 10 quick questions to find out exactly where you are on the journey to executive time management mastery. You'll then discover how you can free yourself up for more strategic activity. To take the assessment, head to xquadrant.com slash go slash productivity assessment with a hyphen between those two last words. Now, back to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. Really interesting. And so what have you found have been kind of some of the... um, some of the difficulties, right? Because, I mean, I'm thinking, I guess, especially organisationally, right? Because um, when you're scaling and growing on these different areas, um, all these moving parts, that puts quite a lot of pressure on the system and the people within it so kind of what what's your experience been uh from the inside on that yeah i think um to be honest it's um because of the the kind of work environment we have which is extremely open very transparent um everybody is very um contactable at whatever level you might sit at with a flat structure um it's quite um visible uh, when you know you might need to invest in more people because actually suddenly you've you've grown enormously overnight mm. um and i mean i would say that um in terms of kind of major difficulties it's it's almost been um finding um people quickly enough um the, that um you know can come into the business as we've as we've grown um that probably has been has been mm. the main thing but looking at how um we've created efficiencies uh, using the tech um it's it's not a people heavy model necessarily mm. um but i would say it, it certainly sometimes is finding right the right people quickly enough i would say is probably the the mm. biggest um the biggest thing we may we may have found over the years but um it's um yeah it's not something that um i, I could sit here i think and say um on a day-to-day level we've experienced many issues with um uh, the, the types mm. of growth we've seen um, I think, again, that's because of the kind of outlook of the business and the way that we set it up from the outset, mm. uh, which was um, intentionally kind of people process light um, mm. and always looking at rather than doing things um, manually um, and following what we know companies might have done before, thinking about how we automate processes and we change yeah. them. And in getting people in, um, we've 
always as well um, made them feel very empowered. So in terms of um, the way that we um, maybe deal with customer operations, um, I would say here, you look across the pub company, we probably got, you know, while yes, we were a group of companies with uh, CEOs like me like as part of it, we've probably got many more than that, probably about 150, because everyone seems to take that level of responsibility for what they do. Mm. Um, and actually, in, in sort of resolving issues, um, mm. people are, do those kind of very independently. Um, and um, it, they also kind of take great pride in making sure that, um, you know, the teams um, that they might have around them or the teams that we have around them um, also kind of learn those skills um, almost as one of the cool things from day one of the mentoring the company. Mm. Um, so it does mean um, that actually you don't you don't sort of end up with many fires to fight in that way yeah. because we have extremely competent people um and um as i said i think very often it's uh, making sure that we continue to find those right people as we continue scaling mm. and growing yeah it's fascinating you know many ceos would be dream you know would dream of a world where everyone you know is thinking like a ceo and taking responsibility uh, in that way what what do you think is the reason for that how that yeah. how, how have you achieved that um, again, it's because we have never infantilized people. So bringing them in, um, I, I think um, most people know, I think there was some comments made, we don't actually have an HR department, for instance, here, uh, because we believe managers should manage and they should manage people, you know. Um, so mm. you come in and you have that sense of personal responsibility. We also um, are a company where everybody that joins has equity. So they have um, a share or some options mm. in, in, in the company. So when they're here, they all feel that you know we're building our own future this mm -hmm. is something that we're invested in too um and i think i think that has made um it very different from certainly any other organization i might have worked at where um you get people coming in and wanting to take um great personal responsibility for what they do um again i think another reason is is technology so um kraken for instance um when i think about typically how you would contact an energy company um, and you might kind of be on the phone and you go through to a department and they'll say okay we've done your meter read but we need to transfer you onto a different department because you now need to do something with your balance and then they'll transfer you somewhere else so you probably have this experience I think most people do now what Kraken did right from the beginning was try and disrupt that um, whole journey for the customer um, when they contacted the organization and we wanted it to be able to go to one point and for one person to be able to solve any number of issues um, and I think in doing that that is why actually you look across teams and you have team leaders who become kind of the CEO of their team and you'll have you know one team servicing 60,000 customers which mm. is always a little business in its own right um, it really is and actually everybody within that business you know takes that personal responsibility um, mm. as if they're sort of part of the leadership team of that little team um, wanting to make sure that you know professionally they're doing the right things for those customers because they don't want complaints as um, they don't want, um, you know, necessarily to feel like um, their their kind of personal sense of ownership of what they're doing has to um, kind of draw on other people. So I th I'd say those um, certainly those things, which is you know the right people, the technology, um, and uh, also you know giving people a sense of ownership in terms of the, yeah. the equity they have in uh, in the business as well. Yeah, I love it. I love I love the both sides of that. Right, that on the one hand, you know, you empower. On the other hand. Put your money where your mouth is, right? A bit, and actually, totally give people totally. An, an interest in it. Yeah. So, it's a fantastic conversation. No matter what we've achieved, there's always a next level to get to. So, what's what's yours? What 
as the business continues to grow, continues to scale, you know, you add new business lines, you know, you move into new markets. How's your own leadership going to need to change? Yeah, and um, it, it's a really interesting one because I would say there's a couple of things. Um, my personal mantra is um, often um, what's got me here isn't necessarily going to get me there. Um, yeah. And that's really important. And I've, I kind of live every um, day that way um, in many ways. And, and the other one is making sure um, that if you're looking back a year ago, you're not doing exactly the same things that you're doing today. So mm. um we we're always encouraged to kind of think forwards and that's kind of really important and it's one of the reasons why I never actually over plan and write plans because I think very often um when you're looking at a plan you're kind of fixating on targets which aren't actually necessarily right mm. for the environment and they're a rear view mirror they're not a, a forward-looking mirror mm. um so you know for me personally um it's about um continuing to um be curious um, and question, you know, why we're doing things and how we're doing things. Um, we have uh, recently um, gone into this area of generation and uh, it will be a very big one for us in the next year. So we've um, also um, have Octopus Renewables joining our family, which represents about 3.4 billion pounds worth of renewable assets. Um, so there's going to be a lot to learn there because as you were rightly saying, kind of at the beginning, um, you look at the generation side um, and they haven't yet gone through, um, I think this tech revolution that we've managed to bring to retail um, in the same way. Right. So there is going to be a a lot more of applying some of the things I know and some of the things I don't um, into um, being able to get generation also now into the you know 21st century of um, looking at the benefits that technology can bring in, into that model to make sure that we're continuing to drive the cost down for end customers. Um, so for me, um, it's going to be continuing to be curious, but continuing to be really agile, um, not being possessive over the things that I do. And I think that's really important. I've never been a possessive person, so it's kind of quite helpful. Um, and I think also um, in doing that, continuing to um, bring you know, more colleagues on that scare me, that really scare me with their thinking, um, so that actually it forces me forwards as well. And um, they scare me because they're really competent in the models that we're creating, but they also challenge the way that I think. So um, I think for me, there will be a lot more of that coming up, certainly. <laughs> yeah, because I guess if I was just to push you a little bit, because there's a lot of, I mean, I think it was great what you were saying, and it makes makes a lot of sense. Um, but there's quite a bit of like, I'm going to continue to be curious, right? And I'm continue to be agile. So is there a, um, you know, is there, a, is there some, is there a shift that you perhaps haven't made before that you feel you will need to make in the future? You know, or is it just more of the same? Yeah, I mean, perhaps uh, it's, the question, is it growth you know, or scaling might be the question. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I would say um, at the beginning, it's certainly growth and it's looking at um, innovation in the model um, and being very, curious and open to what could come so not all, or not having a closed mindset and thinking say on the scale business well I know that works and that's mm. how it works um actually in this side it's going to be I don't necessarily know why that works and I should be asking mm. why 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 the whole time um and you know looking at kind of certain processes and procedures and challenging why they need to be there so um I would say um to a certain extent um for you know part of my role for the the last year it might have been very much around spotting things to replicate and keeping things the same and actually now in this new role it's going to be much more thinking well it doesn't necessarily need to stay the same so it's going to be shifting mindsets right. um, and balancing those two 
Perfect. Well, thank you. So if people want to find out more about you or about uh, Octopus, you know, what, where do they where do they go? What's the best place? Yeah, to go so um, the, the best places would be to go to um, our Greek website, uh, which is um, octopusenergygroup.com um, or uh, visit my LinkedIn page as well. And uh, I'm always very open to people messaging me and asking questions. Uh, I love kind of hearing from people um, about thoughts and particularly on some of the things that I might have been saying here. So very open to that, too. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you. Uh, so I've loved some of the some of these uh, insights, the difference between growth and scaling. Yeah, I think just making this whole point that, you know, as you said, let's not infantilize people, let's actually uh, empower them, you know, incentivize them, and let them have at their own part of the business, which I think, you know, is something clearly that you guys have done and heard that. And then this whole thing around, I guess, these two dials of, of retail and branding and technology and cost structure, which seem to be the key dials. That have kind of propelled your growth over the last few years so thank you for the conversation no it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you very much for asking me to uh, to join you thank you goodbye i hope you enjoyed this conversation now let's talk about you when you're in top leadership when you're in the biggest role of your career who supports you at a deep level as you lead others who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.